Now, online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. It we mean it this time. <laughs> you tried to go early on me. <laughs> we really mean it this time. We are computers. really computers. <laughs> I tell you what, Bill, computers are like cars. They're awesome when they're working. Yep. And then one little thing goes wrong, and then it they're terrible. You got to call the tow truck. Mm-hmm. Which is what I had to do. I had to come in here real trick quick. And pull out well, well, well. <laughs> Speaking of tow trucks, a few teams got hauled into the shop after week Ooh. one. <laughs> but also, look, 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 look. It doesn't have to be pretty in week one. <laughs> you hear me? It does not have to be pretty. It just you just got to put a a big old W right <laughs> over there in the column. Well, you know what Coach Prime says. What? It's better to sleep on a W than an L. Ain't no doubt about it. Well, Jackson yeah. State's one of the ones I'm talking about. I watched yeah. them yesterday. <laughs> and look, listen, okay, it's a 7-6 to six ball game. And Jackson State has way better talent than seven points. Okay? And they're going to score a lot more points this year. But it was just one of those kinds of games. You know, first game out of the shoots, And you go win at 7-6 because of a quarterback sneak. Fine. Get on the plane. Come back home. Don't even look back. You know, you take it. Same thing for Mississippi State. It's ugly. You'd rather teach all this stuff after an ugly win as opposed to having to teach stuff after an ugly loss. So all of that and more. Welcome into this live radio show. Now, I want to set something up for you real quick. I just want to say thanks to what is maybe the most loyal listener we have. And he doesn't even live in the continental United States of America. He lives in Germany. Sven is already—he's the first to comment just about every day. And Sven, I just appreciate it. He's on the live stream over. It's nighttime over in Germany. He says, "Oh boy, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, indeed. This is a great way to describe Week One, really of the SEC. But just pick a game." For Mississippi State, you had the good, the bad, the ugly, and then a little more good at the end. You sure did, didn't you? <laughs> I like doing it this way. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> uh, Sven said, we can improve. Hello, all. Uh, remember, uh, we are national champions in baseball <laughs> and unbeaten in football, it's all about perspective, isn't it? So, Sven, thanks for getting in on the live stream. If y'all are tuned in on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, we got three hours together. All right. Hey, Mitch, on Facebook, tell your friends, bring them along. It's an odd day because it is a Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to everyone here in the States. Enjoy your day off. Bill and I are happy to be here with you today for these three hours. I've done shows before on Labor Day and on holidays because of when they fell after big ball games or stuff like this. I will tell you, the shows are never quite the same because people aren't in their normal routines and normal listening routines. You know, a lot of folks who they drive for work and they tune into the show maybe all three hours of it every day or most of it. Well, they're not working today, you know, so I understand it's holiday is so much different and I expect the feedback to be different. And I, I totally understand that. So if you're new, if you are out of routine and you're catching us, just know that you can comment on YouTube, Facebook. I'll see your comments all in one place 
on the live stream. Uh, you can text me or call me, all right? Text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. That's a 601 number, so just text the show. You can also call me. We can talk and get your reactions here. This is not a normal reaction Monday, okay? I, and I understand that. But just I don't expect as many texts. I don't expect as many phone calls today as we normally get on a Monday because, again, people just – they're enjoying themselves, and, and, and around the state of Mississippi, anyway, enjoying uh, a beautiful day weather-wise. I hope you are outside. But just know that you can call. We can talk. I'd like to hear your voice. So call me on the Divinity phone. It's 995-1059-601, 995-1059. I just felt like and Bill and I talked about it. Um, for those that are new, you heard Bill talking earlier. He produces the show and runs it out of Jackson. We just talked about it, and we felt like, you know, first show after a big game. Well, no, no, I just don't say big game. First show after you start the season, okay? First Monday after you start the season. I know it's a holiday, but we need to be there and react to it and kind of get into it so we don't miss this particular day. We can take a day off later when it's maybe not immediately right after we've opened the season. The other thing is you got a big game tonight, so we just felt like we needed to be here. So if you are listening right now, anywhere in the Jackson Metro, around the central part of the state, on ESPN 105.9 The Zone, WRKS, if you're listening live in the middle of the day, this is a live radio show. This is not a recording. You can text me. You can call. And I really want to know what you think about what you saw. LSU losing to UCLA, what did you think? Have you changed your opinion of LSU, have you changed your opinion of UCLA? Mississippi State, they win the game. Okay, there was a lot of talk leading up to the first weekend of, well, depending on how you win the game, does that change your opinion of them? Like there was expectations for the state's going to win this game easily. Well, it certainly didn't, you know, turn out that way. And there was this tremendous roller coaster ride of a game. But what does it all mean to you? Okay. Sometimes hearing your opinions on it helps me to know really clearly what mine is and vice versa. So we'll get into the reaction and, and I'll give you some you know analysis of states stuff and kind of where they are right now. Uh, Bama is Bama. Georgia, huge win. Their defense is really good. Now, I have not been able to watch all of the Georgia game. Saw highlights, watched a few clips, but didn't watch the whole game. We were doing a post-game show the other night after the state game on the radio while the Georgia-Clemson game was going on. Then I was driving home during the rest of it. And instead of listening to that one, I actually flipped over and listened to LSU and UCLA on the UCLA radio call as I was driving home to Tupelo. So I didn't see Georgia-Clemson. I just look at stats, saw a few clips, and I know this Georgia's defense is good. You go in there, even with a new quarterback, you hold Clemson to three, keep him out of the end zone. It's big time, okay? It's big time. So, um, you know, you've got that to react to. Of course, we saw Tennessee back on Thursday night. Florida didn't really look that great. You know, they're breaking in a bunch of new guys and a quarterback on offense, and their fans are excited and all, but I can be honest with you, they didn't look all that great. Okay, and then the only team that hasn't played yet that we still need to get a look at is Ole Miss, and they're going to tee it up tonight against Louisville in that uh, Chick-fil-A game. Looking forward to watching that one. Last night, I, I know it's not an SEC deal, but Notre Dame-Florida State was a heck of a ball game, good overtime. Being totally honest with you, 
I was working all night long on that film study video that I posted this morning for Mississippi State. And I was not sitting in front of a TV watching Florida State and Notre Dame. It's one of those things where I had to do one or the other. I couldn't sit there and watch that game and get my film study video done. I chose to get the film study video done. And it's the longest film study video I've ever done. It, it is like 50 minutes long, and here's why. I thought, you can't watch, you can't cover State's game against La Tech and their win against La Tech by just pointing out the good. You also can't cover the game by just pointing out the bad. You know, it would almost be too narrow to just go in and address the ugly. I got to address (laughs) the good, the bad, and the ugly. So that's what I did. I addressed all three, and it took me a while. So that film study video went out there. And and so there you go. The table is set, and we're going to get going. Now, first up, let me just say hey to uh, some folks that are jumping on the live stream. Uh, as I mentioned to you, Mitch said he's in on Facebook, and Lisa's watching on Facebook. Jonathan wanted to know what I thought about LSU's loss. It's To me, it's pretty simple without diving into details on it real quick, Jonathan. LSU is not as good as we thought they were, and UCLA is better than we thought they were. There it is. Now, how much better? How much worse? Let's watch some more games. I feel pretty confident in that. Hey, Miss Dinah from Tate County, Mississippi. Tip of the cap to you, my M over S Mississippi State baseball logo cap from the Mississippi State University golf course, who are big fans, by the way, of your son, <laughs> the folks at the golf course. Tip of the cap to you. Uh, more comments, um, and I'll come to those. We've got Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, bunch of folks getting in. I'll come to your comments. Text on the text line coming up as well. Hey to everybody who's in. Real unnamed, RT, Fletcher, Jason, Denzel, coming to all your texts. But first... On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Hey, Mr. Hawk. Good morning to you. Well, it's not it's not morning anymore, is it? No. Hey, Mr. Used to be my friend Bob Tate. Look, if, like I, hey, look. I've done had people call me. I had people had church. I had three or four at church. And, of course, you know I was signing autographs and stuff because I had to leave. And then I went over there to see my friend Carla Jean that I ain't seen in a while, her and her husband. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing that the, the, the autographs and pictures I have to take now. And I have to I have to give it. Well, you want me to tell you who I really have to give the credit to? Yeah. Because you know the man, too, just like I do. We just lost him, and I haven't called in and made a comment. Because I got my radio start at Super Talk. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's where you got it. but you With JT? Over there with head, yeah, with head to head. And JT, yeah. I'm the first one that JT has ever left, as far as I know, it, it, until he just passed away. Because uh, I, I told Rhino that, you know, I, they call me Chicken Hawk. And I got on JT says, uh... I really don't let people use nicknames and stuff. I said, JT, don't nobody know who I am, brother. I said, I said, you don't call me Chicken Hawk, man. There ain't none of my folks up there in the house and the Senate don't know who in the world I am. That's how you talk a lot of politics. That's funny. But, yeah, but I ought to get, but he did a little JT. He I did too. Thought, I did too. I thought about yeah. him this past weekend. You know, I mean, I um, I he would. 
regardless of how the game went, the way it finished, he would have really enjoyed that. Hey, I'll tell you something, bro. Oh, uh, I'm telling you. Let me, you know, me and you, you uh, when did you start playing football? I started playing at six. When did you start? I, I didn't play organized football until I was in the eighth grade. Okay, well, I got a little on you, though. You got more college. I only got one year of college. You got three years of college play. But listen here. You know, there is no way humanly possible for a team to have four turnovers and 100 yards in penalties and win the game. Supposed to be impossible. That is just just, just almost virtually impossible. But I tell you another thing, because I didn't realize – and I tell you what I love what it coaching me. I've been you know, you know me and coaches type. I've been, you know, I talked to Coach Leach and, and I told him, I said, Coach, you know, I said this year, I said, I love your game plan. I said, I love that the air raid and all that, you know, but I said, let, let's uh, let's see if we can't run that ball a little bit. And you know we ran the ball for what, seventy one yards? Well, I think when you when you factored in sacks, it, it took state what under a hundred, but they were pretty close to as a team a hundred, which still you want more than that, and and I'm sure they wanted yeah. more than that. it wasn't. It wasn't like most of the games last year. I, I would say it was oh, it was no. better than most of the games last year in terms of running the ball. But now look, I sent you a little message, and I'm gonna get out of here. And hey, Spin, and hey, uh, Jason, if you woke up on top of the flag over there, yeah, I think the sun <laughs> come up over there. But uh. Here's the thing. You best better be lucky because, see, them chickens don't eat on Saturday and Sunday. So I got to feed chickens today, even though it's the holiday. Mm. So like I told Cowboy Bill, I said, if it wasn't, I would be in that dog on a cord, and I would be on my way to Tupelo, Mississippi, and uh, I'd have my football bat and my basketball <laughs> glove, and me and you would go round and round. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Man. Hey. Man. Hey. Hey. Chicken hawk out. His football bat and his basketball glove. And basketball glove, yeah. He told me that earlier. You know. That Did boy, you go by and see him, by the way? I didn't get to go. And I oh, had that's another. That's why he's mad at you. Yeah, that's why he's mad at me. Oh, okay. Well, and. You know, I, I hesitate to tell all this on the radio. And I didn't want to get into it last week. But all of last week. Um, we had a while back, you know, prior to last week, been around some folks who wound up being positive for the coronavirus, for COVID, and we were around them. So all of last week, we kept ourselves and got tested. Everybody in our family, we got tested multiple times, and we kept popping up negative every time. But it was still one of those where going into the weekend, you know, I'll be, I've got a family member in Alabama who's battling COVID right now, and this particular family member tested four times and and finally on the fourth one it came up positive and the whole time he knew he was sick and he goes and gets tested negative and he's like i'm sick he gets tested negative third time i'm sick gets tested negative fourth time i'm telling you i'm sick gets tested he's positive so for me last week i didn't know i was sick didn't feel sick but i got had been around people who had it so when i went you know this past week i just tried my best to avoid Bill doing a whole lot of mingling and handshaking and all that kind of stuff, right? Because the last thing you want to yeah. do is be responsible for giving it to somebody not knowing it. So I was just playing it safe, and so I'm totally in the clear this week. Yeah, to miss out on the golf tournament because of it and all that kind of stuff that it, you were it, supposed to broadcast from. It really anyway, it broke. It broke your heart. I know. Well, it really just <laughs> changed everything. Yeah, and you know, 
Anyway, so that's just it's, it's, he didn't get to see me. That I know that broke his heart because he, he was looking forward. To that. And look, I mean, the <laughs> silver lining for him is that there was more food. That's true. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, let's get here on the uh, text line. There's a bunch of them to get to here on the country, please, and text line. We'll get a start, and then I'm coming over the live stream, folks, on YouTube, Facebook. I'll just kind of get into some of your questions and see what you have, okay? Um, Real Unnamed Texter has a pretty decent, I think, suggestion, and he started the show off this way on the country, please, and text line at 885-ESPN. He texted the show 885-3776. He said, I think we need some sonic boom for one-point wins for both Jackson State and Mississippi State. I agree. I think it's a good idea. Now, the TV broadcast for Jackson State yesterday bothered me because at halftime, they showed us clips of the halftime shows for the two bands, the Sonic Boom for Jackson State and the Marching 100 for FAMU, and the, the announcers kept talking over it. I'm like, you're showing us the band. Zip it. For five minutes, let me watch the band. I want to hear the band. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, next up on the country, please, and text line. Tim says... I really liked how Marks ran the football. Hope we stay with some uh, semblance of a running game. I mean, Marks came away with 71 yards on 12 carries. And, uh, you know, let's see. You actually, to the good, as a team, you had 83 yards to the good between two guys who got handoffs, and that's Marks and Johnson. You also had positive yards on, what, a, a rush or two from Will Rogers. So you were pushing 100 yards. Not quite enough, but it's better. The thing is, you had 18 yards in sacks, and so it brought the total back to 65. And that, you know, obviously affects the average. They count sacks against the run game, which is a stupid, stupid, stupid way to keep stats. But, hey, I don't make the rules. But, you know, to go specific, in a game where Marks is your second-leading receiver, in the game with nine catches, okay, and one of those for a touchdown, to pair with that, he goes 12 carries, 71 yards, averaged six yards a carry, basically, and has two touchdown runs. That's good enough now in that offense. Should be. It's just it wasn't a consistent thing throughout the ballgame. But he was good. He probably your best offensive player, most consistent offensive player the whole day. Denzel texted and said, I thought State's offensive line looked better compared to last year. Will can't hold on the ball as long as he did at times Saturday. Clean up the mistakes. I think he can win versus NC State. Well, they have a lot of quote-unquote cleanup. I'll be honest with you, too. Um, I struggle with this idea of cleanup. I'll tell you why. And everybody says it, and I think a lot of it is because for years coaches have been saying it, and in our mine and your everyday lives – we make a little mistake here. We got a little bad habit there. Things are easy to clean up. <clears throat> it, number one, it may just involve one individual, indiv- one individual, or it's one little thing I'm doing. When you're talking about athletics or a game like football, I just have never thought that it. By the time you got to the season, that if you had, you know, these mistakes that keep popping up a lot, that it was as simple as. 
Well, we just clean them up from this week to next. Because the opponent is not static. The opponent ain't the same every week. They're cleaning up stuff, quote-unquote, too. Some teams are better than others. Some teams have better players than others. Some teams have different schemes than others. So sometimes I would say, not that I'm being negative, I'm actually a, I'm actually an optimist, not a pessimist. But I'm saying in a game of football, by the time you get to the first week, mistakes that are pretty glaring, that are consistent mistakes that leading to, I know it's you know oxymoron, but it leads to inconsistency. That's not a, we snap our fingers, we go to practice for two days this week, and we clean it up. That, that ain't it. It better have been cleaned up before you ran out there for the first game. That's what I think. It, you know, the cleanup, the real legitimate, quote-unquote, let's clean up these mistakes process is a gut-wrenching thing to try to go through during the course of a season, and it's hard. So we're going to find out what they're made of this weekend for sure. All right, so the show has begun, and I can tell that everybody realizes we're on the air. I got texts to get to, Grumpy and RT and Fletcher and Jason and Mark and all y'all on the country, please, and text line. Phone lines open to you on the Divinity phone. And Tony and Sven and Roshana and Jimmy and Jennifer and Justin and Adam and John and Jimmy again and Joshua and Butch and Lucas and Beverly. Dan, I'm coming to all y'all on the live stream when we come back. I'm Matt. Just getting started on this overreaction Monday. Stick around. This is Jake Mangan. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And 
my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun soil and rain and farmers in north mississippi also rely on another important partner mississippi land bank because land and farm financing are mississippi land bank's primary focus we've grown alongside these farmers crops for more than 100 years we understand what a farmer needs and we know the lay of the land in north mississippi And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, So kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once... The Matt Wyatt Show. On 105.9 The Zone. All right, back with you, rolling along. Long way to go. I think uh, it being a Reaction Monday, I can already tell it's going to be one of those where it's going to be incredibly difficult for me to get to every single comment. Now, it's most, it's, that's most days on the radio. Those who, you know, if you get into those YouTube comments on the live stream each day, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but today, uh, it is just loaded up. I can't thank you all enough for coming by and uh, being a part of the show. Busy. Over here on uh, Periscope said, glad to see the state didn't give up and found a way to win. That's really the positive in the game for state. Um, even more so than, you know, execution here, there, or this player, that player. Y- you know, the game encapsulated as a whole was very average across the board. It's got to be better going forward, and they'll tell you that. The positive was that you had some guys that pulled off something no state team's ever done, and that is come from behind in the fourth quarter by 20 points, first time it's ever happened. And that's saying something. And when you have that experience, it can be very galvanizing for a team. It can really help a leader like Will Rogers, a team fully behind him, you know, all those kinds of things. But the the keep playing and just find a way, that's a big deal <clears throat> for sure. Sven says Georgia is not a championship team nowhere near, and I guess you're saying that because of their, you know, offense. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Jay's out jogging. Says I'm listening while I'm running. MSU played very good first and fourth. Terrible second and third <laughs> quarters. Clean up the penalties and turnovers. Go win this week. You know, in terms of execution, you don't clean stuff up by snapping your fingers and go practice two days and clean everything up. Execution of your schemes. Now penalties, that's a different story. And penalties were awful in the ball game and crucial. Okay, and and to reference what you said, Jay, let me put this out there. I tweeted this. This is a very key stat. Listen to this closely. And then I'm coming to the phone. In the in the first and fourth quarters of the ball game. So look at the first quarter, look at the fourth quarter. State had seven possessions and scored five touchdowns. But in between that, in the second and third quarters, 
It was exactly the opposite. State, in those two quarters, never ran four consecutive plays without a penalty or a turnover. Now, I want you to think about that. They never were able to line up and run four consecutive plays without there being a penalty or a turnover. That's why the game got so ugly in the middle of it. It was just, it went from you're in good shape to as ugly as it gets to having to pull off an all-time comeback in order to win by one. That's why. Second, third quarter, offensively, you couldn't string together even less than a handful of plays without a major mistake. All right. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Chris on line one. Hey, Chris. Boy, oh, boy. So basically what we need to ask questions about is, are we the team in the first and the fourth quarter, or are we going to be the team in the second and third quarter? Yeah. Well, you're I both. Mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, what was it Dennis Green said? We are we are who they thought they are who we thought they were. You know, you or like Bill Parcells says, you are what your record says it is. I mean, right now that team is both. It's just like Mike Leach said in the post game. I loved his post game interview with Neil Price in the locker room for the post game radio show. He said. One of the many things I thought were good, one thing he said was, you know, this is the kind of deal where our, our guys get to understand how bad we can be right up next to how good we can be. You get a real clear picture. I love that. Very true. And, you know, the thing about it is, is everybody brushes over it. Oh, well, you know, this lineman moved here and this lineman moved there. It's not that easy. I mean, it's really not. Everybody thinks, oh, well, you're a lineman. You should be able to play any of them. That's not right. true. It's not that easy. So, I mean, you know, I think it's going to get better as the season goes on. If it don't, hey, we're not looking good. That's all I can say. Yeah. Hey, and Chris, but, you're right about hey, that. The, the, other, the other sunny side of the moon is, is that at least you're not LSU this morning, and at least you're not Vanderbilt. I'm telling you, Vandy. Dad, I told you, I've, I've, I've been saying it all year. They will fire Ed Orgeron before the year's over with. And it, will that be the first coach to ever win a national championship and two years later they're gone? Mm. National championship two years I mean, later. We'll have to look it up. I don't know, I but mean, it could be. Because if they keep doing that, he will be canned by the year over, year's over with. Everybody, I mean, everybody knows it. Them yeah. people at LSU ain't going to put up with that. You hey, and Chris, you know, maybe I would have a different take. Uh, maybe I'd be like, you know, not even bringing it up if UCLA had won the game. But I wonder how you feel about this. Tell me tell me if I need to just get off of this. But the fact that, you know, a head coach of an SEC program who's got a national championship ring and he's walking into the stadium and he gets into a jawing match with an opposing fan and a UCLA fan and right in front of everybody, cameras rolling, says something about, you know, bring your on with your sissy blue shirt and everything. And I'm it, to me it's a little thing, but it to me is an indicator of somebody who he, he just it it ain't above what's that? well it, it ain't exactly what it ought to be. I don't even know how to put it, but th- there's something I mean, that you don't have. Am I overreacting to something small? No, cuz wasn't it like this when he was at Ole Miss? Didn't he talk a bunch of junk and then get beat down every weekend? Mm. And then he was more worried about doing Hummer commercials than he was getting his team right? <laughs> well. I mean, that's 
that's just the ridiculous thing of it all is that, I mean, it's just he's not a good coach. Yeah, he I got think lucky he's lucky with Joe Brady and the quarterback he had. That I year. think that's he, all he got. Look, I think you, Chris. You know, lucky. I won't use the word lucky, but there's they definitely caught lightning in a bottle that year with Brady and uh, Burrow. There's no question, Burrow. and and they had great players. And since then, nothing about him and their program looks right. Nothing about it looks right okay. ever since. So how about this? You know, this is an old attitude, and I'm gonna. This will be the last thing I say. But hey, you know they always say you got to have the Jimmys and the Joes. Well, now it seems like he has all the Jimmys, but he doesn't have the Joes. Oh, oh boy, have Joe Brady, day. Joe Burrow. I'm gonna have to steal that one, Chris. You come up with that. How about Be that, gone. Chris? Is that an original thought? If it's, that's pretty good, if it is, <laughs> looks like um, the problem for Edo's run is he's got the Jimmys, he just doesn't have the Joes. Whoo wee! All right, Lynn on line two. Thanks for hanging on, Lynn. What's up? How about it, Matt? Hey. Yeah, I don't like to agree with Chris. If Chris come up with that, that's a good one. I have my doubts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that was an unnecessary shot. Hey, but I asked you Friday, what could we learn from a game like Saturday? Well, I think we know the answer. You can learn if your team's got any quit in it. Mm-hmm. I, I think we learned that. Uh, and we learned we can be as good as we want to be, I think, and I think we can be as bad as we want to be, too. There ain't no question. But, uh, hey, and I'll tell you this, Lynn. I, I, was, I honestly was not all that surprised to see a roller coaster ride for the offense, given how young your skill positions are. The only older guys at skill positions are transfers. Uh, four out of five yeah. offensive linemen starting in a position they've never started a game before. I expected there to be good and bad offensively. What I was really genuinely surprised by is that the defense gave up three touchdowns and two field goals. Um, yeah, that yeah, surprised me. Place that I wasn't expecting. We give up some big plays I wasn't expecting, but I, overall, I think we did we did fair. Uh, we had some inconsistent line play, but even when, that, when the line blocked, we we did well. We obvious, of course, mm. but it was it was a it was a tell. The three games I think I've seen it, and that, it makes makes a little sense. Yeah, but we we didn't quit, and we showed the ability to to believe in each other and, and, and fight back and. That'll take you a long way, not just on the football field, but in life as well. So I'm glad to see that. Right. Good stuff, Lynn. I, I agree with you. I think, again, the positive out of the game, you know, other than just little things, is you figured out some way to just keep playing. You're down, at one point, you're down 34 to 14 late in the fourth quarter. And, and you just keep playing and somehow figure out a way to win it. And in the process, the residual effect is, Lynn. There's some guys that were in the uniforms who didn't have a good look or a good way about them during that downturn, and you learn something. One of the best things you can do on a team is learn who will quit and who won't. It's good to find out. <clears throat> and rumor has it <clears throat> that the message after the game sort of collectively was, 
if you're the kind who is willing to quit, I promise you, you're going to quit. We're going to see to it. I'm okay with it. Because the ones who didn't quit, hey, they got my respect. I mean, what do you want them to do? You play awful. You make all kinds of mistakes. People boo you, and some of them go home, leave you in the third quarter, get out of the stadium. What are you going to do? You're just going to soak it in, throw your hands up? Well, see you all next Saturday. We've lost this one. Or are you just going to play and play and play and play, and as soon as the door opens, go step in the door and beat them, pull off a comeback? They get my respect. Those that hung in there. Hey to Dan. Look at there. Dan, the coffee man on Facebook, watching my show from Fort Collins, Colorado. Old Dan Skinner. Get out the way for old Dan Skinner. From High Point Roasters in New Albany. Guess what's in my cup, Dan? Yep. That would be Campfire Blend. Some Campfire Blend right here. Mmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so more phone calls. Uh, we'll come straight to David out of the break if David can hang on with us. <clears throat> Lots of comments. Jimmy pointing out on YouTube that Gene Chiswick at Auburn got fired two years after a national championship, and he did. Won it in 2010 with Cam, gone after the 2012 season. Roshana liked Chris's call, said he's still throwing punches from Friday, and Chris texted the show and said... That comment about the Joes was 100% him, an original thought. That was a good one right there. All right, phone calls, comments coming up on this Reaction Monday. Stick around. Today, jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online and ordered them. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago. Went in, I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? 
How about that? Just answer the questions and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period. Anywhere, bluedeltajeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. And remember, folks, Metal Gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Is banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at the zone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9, the zone. All right, back with you. We are rolling and loaded. Thank you all so much for getting in here and joining us in the conversation on this Reaction Monday. Man, it means so much to me. I see all the comments, the texts, the phone calls. This is what it's all about right here. And it's all because of you. I just can't say thanks enough for you. Being a part of this show uh, day in and day out. And here on the first reaction Monday of football season, this is it's awesome for me because I don't even make, I haven't even outlined the show and we're on for three hours. And I just know you're going to be here, I'm going to be here, and we're going to talk football for three hours. We don't have to have a plan. So I love these. Thank you so much. Coming to as many of your comments and texts as I possibly can um, right now. First, though, Let's go fast. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Let's go back over to the phone. David hanging on on line three. What's up, David? Hey, Matt. I got a couple things real quick. Okay. Uh, LSU has a very, very good physical football team. Mm -hmm. And that's all I want to say about them, but... Man, I'm old school, and I'm, and I'm not a coach. Coach, But Dick Gummett, as my old high school coach used to say, 
if you have two yards or less to go and you run in, why are you running three and four and five wide receivers? Just put an extra lineman in your tight end in the game along with your regular lineman and run the big dumb at football with your quarterback on the center. <laughs> I mean, the running back for five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and I'm talking about State and Jackson State, and just line up with your big folks and run the big dumb at football. Mm-hmm. You know, I have always found it interesting, too, David, that in this, uh, if we want to call it progression, but in this move, everybody collectively in football, moving away from under center, more and more shotgun to the point that we now have teams. Every team is using mostly shotgun in college football. I'm always curious that for short yardage situations, why didn't people hang on to that one little heavy package that we used to call heavy package where you do have more people in the backfield, you are closer to the line of scrimmage, you do tighten it up, and you do get under center because you can quarterback sneak out of it and you can throw a, a little bit of a change up. I've always wondered why teams didn't try to hang on to that, and, and I just don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer if it's practice time, if it's recruiting. You know, To give you an extreme example, you look at Mike Leach and his history. It's not just at State. It's at every school he's been. He doesn't even have tight ends. The tight ends he's had, he converted them to defense, or they quit and transferred. Yeah. Anymore. Well, so I would put in uh, P.J. Flack at Minnesota. He put in a heavy package of seven offensive linemen when they went into their short yardage situation, mm-hmm. and they did it in the middle of the field, not just on the on the goal line. Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, a linebacker is not going to overpower the lineman. Uh, safety is not going to overpower the lineman. Right. Uh, you pick a side, left or right. And when the crease is there, you you dash to get whatever it is you got to get. Yeah. Hey, David, I'll say this about Jackson State. That left side of their offensive line is humongous. I mean, that left guard and that left tackle for Jackson State, 72 and 74. There was one point yesterday, and it was in the first half. Jackson State, so they started the game, they tried to throw the ball, and and Sanders throws a really nice deep ball, but they didn't have continuity on the other stuff. And it was about the third or fourth possession. They were they were tired of – and they came out running the ball some. And they ran it behind right. the left side of the offensive line two plays in a row. And if you go back and watch 72, I'm talking about put on a clinic, pancaked a defensive lineman two plays in a row. And, and I'm watching it, and I had it on stream, so I couldn't rewind it. But I almost felt bad for the kid he pancaked because – he put him on his back, and the first thing he hit the ground was the back of his head, and that's about 340 pounds that landed on him, two plays in a row. Yep. They are huge. They are, and their defense is very good. Mm-hmm. It sure uh, is. One more thing, and I'm going to go. Okay. One more thing, and I'm going to go. How is it miscommunication when they only rush three linemen, and you got five to block, mm-hmm. and somebody comes free? Yeah. There's no excuse for it ever. And it is not a physical thing. It is, especially when you look at Mississippi State, David, Scott Lashley, the right tackle, actually played a really good ball game. That means when they rushed three, a lot of times he was one-on-one and was winning his one-on-one a bunch. So now you got four-on-two the rest of the way, and there's just – it ain't a physical thing. It's just – it's communication – it's understanding how to block a twist. State started correcting it and figuring out how to pick up the twist with their linebackers that 
LaTeX was doing. And by the fourth quarter, they started blocking it more. And what happened? Clean pocket went right up and down the field a bunch. Right. Well, I appreciate you all taking my comment. Yeah, I appreciate you calling too, David. Thank you're spot on. Robert, hanging on line one. Thanks for being patient, Robert. What's up? Still there, Robert? Really, uh, I'm uh, listening to your show. I always like to catch your uh, film studies. <laughs> Yours is one of the best, uh, better ones I see on the Internet. Thank you. Uh, you definitely do a great job of breaking it down. Hey, so this is uh, Reaction Monday? Yes. Well, I'm an Alabama fan, so uh, there's no such thing as a reaction with Alabama fans. It's just always overreaction. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Alabama fans, uh, it's overreaction. So this is uh, oh, here's my overreaction rant. Okay. Uh, Bryce Young is definitely the the next uh, great great Alabama quarterback mm-hmm. coming out of the gate. The guy, the poise was just unbelievable. You know, we were expecting a, a step back from last season's offense because you know, well, you, you can't have two all time great offenses in a row. So, yeah, so these I wasn't expecting. Uh, you know, I mean, it may be a step back. You know, even from, but a step back from that all from that offense is still great. It's, right. it's just you know not all time great. But it looks like it may be just more of a shuffle back rather than a step back. But with Bryce Young, the guy was just uh, unbelievable in his uh, his debut. And again, uh, it wasn't he wasn't playing EZU like you know for his first start. Sure, it was Miami, you right. know, a, a, power, a power five team, and he still made it look. Easy. There were some misses. I'm sure your film study will show that when you do a breakdown. You're going to do a breakdown. Yeah, right? I am. I am. And I was thinking about that, you know, because I was trying to think, like, what should I do? And and probably what I'm going to do is is kind of focus on Bryce Young because, I mean, as good as the game was really both sides, I kind of feel like he's the main story coming out of it for Alabama. Do you agree with that, Robert? Oh, there's no question. Well, you know, because it's a big mystery as to yeah. – Okay, we went from Mac Jones, who, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the history of Alabama football, to, uh, okay, how do you go from that to what's the, what's the next guy up? Let me what's tell you about Bryce Young. Let me just give you – and this is without even going and watching every play he ran the other day. I can look at the numbers. But I'll give you two or three points on him. Robert, when he was coming out of high school and he signed with Alabama, I go and I watch his stuff. And he's playing in California. And I don't – I'm not familiar intimately with like the competition level in California, but the tape showed you he was he was not just dominant in high school. He was just on a different level than everybody out there. And the way right. he he was the way he anticipated throws and threw the ball accurately with just like every time, it he looked like a right handed Tua, because Tua was at Alabama at that time. They're about right. the same size and he's right handed. And I I'm I uttered that several times. I said it. He looks like a right handed Tua. Well, here's what, watching a few things the other day in the game that I think nobody actually realized until we saw it. He's the best athlete with his feet that Alabama has had at quarterback and a combination of a guy who is a quarterback. He's not just an athlete. Let me put it this way. He's a much better athlete on his feet and runner and quick and fluid and can run away from people than Mac Jones, than Tua. Now, you go... What about Jalen Hurts? Well, here's the thing. In my opinion, Jalen Hurts right now isn't the passer that Bryce Young is <laughs> at no. this moment today no. in 2021. Yet I think Bryce Young has some of the same kind of athleticism that Jalen Hurts has. This is I'm telling you, this thing with Bryce Young, Robert, 
I, I hesitate. I try my best not to overstate stuff because you started the call about overreaction. This could be something we ain't seen before with this kid. That's how good he is. Oh, that'll be yeah, yeah. That's my job, Alabama fan, to overreact. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do yeah, it. Yeah. You're absolutely right, and he does. Yeah, I saw shades of Tua uh, yesterday. I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday in that game. Uh, you know, just the, the quick release on the ball when he does release it, almost like a snap mm-hmm. of his, you know, the almost a flick of his wrist when he throws the ball and how quickly it, it gets to the receiver. Right. And that's what one thing with two had. Mac Jones was more of a kind of ball kind of glided to the receiver. Still got there, very great accuracy. But, you know, Mac oh, Jones compensates for, you know, not having that quick flick mm-hmm. by d- doing great reads and un- understanding what the defense is going to do. I mean, you, you gotta you can you can compensate for it. True. He just when he lacks a natural ability, he compensates with his intelligence and being able to read defenses. Yep. And Bryce again shows great intelligence too. There's a few misses, which is, that's the scary part. <laughs> that means he can improve. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that, means, was, that means he can improve. Twenty-seven of thirty-eight, three forty-four, and four touchdowns, and actually got off to a little bit of a slow start. <laughs> I mean, like in the early part exactly. of it. So, yeah, Robert, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a sight to behold if he stays healthy with those athletes that are around him. He is innately accurate, and his anticipation of where the ball should go is on the same level of Tua. And I don't at the time I didn't think I'd ever seen anybody in college anticipate throws as well as Tua. So it's gonna be something else. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling. Hey, right, man. Yeah, call me anytime. And the audience rolls their eyes because they're like, oh, great. You tell me Bama's better? Well, <laughs> they just announced a significant injury at, on the defensive side today to Chris Allen. But they'll replace him for sure. All right. That's hour one. Where in the world did the time go? Thank goodness we've got two more hours left. Hope you'll stick around in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent, or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. 
new stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with a slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And I know that you are going to love them too. At smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. WRKS Pickett's Jackson. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, here we go. Hour number two of the show off and running with you today in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. And staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out, cspire.com. You got Ole Miss and Louisville tonight, ESPN, 7 o'clock kick. Central Coach Kiffin will not be there because he tested positive. Hope he's doing all right, but not able to coach his team. You know, you expect Ole Miss to have an advantage, probably have an experience advantage also in the ball game, but. You get away from home, neutral site, head coach is not there. You just never know, right? And and even go back to last year, it, it's not this simple. This would be oversimplifying for Ole Miss, but the way they were last year, it seemed like if you don't turn it over, they're great. And if you turn it over, they lost. You know, So it just seemed like the turnover part of it, especially in their past game, was so key to them a year ago. You know, and older teams, more experienced teams, they don't let, you know, a turnover or a couple or three affect 
them as much. Just kind of play right on through it. And you wonder if another year now, if that didn't help Ole Miss to kind of take the next step. Of course, there's all kinds of questions about their defense. You know, Louisville offensively is replacing some. That's what we don't know. We don't know you know how good they are. Okay, so the whole the whole week one thing, look at all the ranked teams in quote unquote ranked in the preseason polls that got beat, starting with Clemson. Then it was just like what was it like maybe five or six teams in a top fifteen that all got beat in a bunch. I mean the preseason poll stuff is completely useless, especially what we are seeing now. That the transfer portal stacked on top of a free year of eligibility for everyone in college football because of COVID has changed some stuff. (laughs) This has made this a little bit of a different proposition week to week because experience is is a big deal. You know, you look at La Tech and Mississippi State. La Tech had had more experience in college football and older guys on their team. And that probably helped to close the gap on State a little bit, even though State's a more talented football team. It probably helped a little bit, right? And those bunch of older guys for La Tech, they got down 14 to nothing in a whirlwind, turnovers, and all of a sudden they're, they're down big, 14. Didn't affect them. They got a guy who was so playing quarterback who was so done with football, he already had a company computer and wearing a tie going out and making business calls when La Tech called him to come play quarterback. Like he ain't affected by being down 14-zip and played – I think better than anybody thought he would. So it's just to say, it's different out here this year. Rosters are different. Experience levels are different. Teams are older. It's different. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Right now, I'm jumping into the country, please, and text line. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Country, please, and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best sausage Hands down. I had black pepper and cheddar for breakfast uh, this morning. I'm going to the text line. I'm going to get caught up here. Grumpy says, Matt, I had a great fishing day Saturday with a grandson. Turned you and Neil off, then back on with five minutes to go. Wow. (laughs) Hail State. Grumpy, hey, you ought to hear Bill's story. So, Bill, what was it? You said you also, like, walked away from the television and then came back later. Well, I was listening on the radio. Okay, all right. And uh, it it got they got so far behind. I said, "Well, I'm going to go upstairs and do some work." So I turned it off completely and just turned the TV on. Was watching something on television. I said, "Well, I'm going to go back and see how how bad it was." <laughs> and I come back and Neil's going, "And eh, it looks like State's going to get the ball back and just run the clock out." And I went, "What is he talking about?" And I heard they were they were ahead by one point. I said, "Okay, what happened here?" Right. So I texted you, and I don't think you saw it till later. But yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, I had um, it was one of those days Saturday where I couldn't take a breath long enough to even look at my phone. <laughs> I don't know what it was. If the fact that it was the first game day, or I was excited about that, and I don't know, but it was one of those days, Bill. Where, man, like I got done with the post game radio show at Bulldog Burger with Bart and Charlie and was walking back to my car Saturday night, and I pulled my phone out and went, I hadn't looked at this phone all day. And it's loaded with texts and, like, mm-hmm. missed calls and Annabeth texts from her. She's like, where are you? You know, so like, like, shoot, I just I got so caught up I forgot to look at it. Yep. So that's my excuse. Really? Anyway. You guys were busy. I mean, it was, it was a busy day, especially the way the game was such a, yeah. you know, an emotional roller coaster. 
I mean, it really was. All right, Mark texted the show. To my point, Mark, absolutely. He texts and he says the transfer portal has made college football have more parity, and it's great. You know, it has. Now, again, I would tell you it's only benefited Alabama. Okay, you look at that receiver from Ohio State, To'o, To'o on defense and some of that. You know, but 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 maybe in this, you know, immediate tier right under the other side of the Grand Canyon, yeah, it may have actually closed a gap in some cases. You know, you look at South Carolina, and they played a really bad football team, but they go out there with a guy who's a grad assistant coach. He plays quarterback for him, throws four touchdowns. It's changed a little bit. Uh, Nick, country pleasing text line, says, offensive line is G5 level, meaning group of five level. Until that's fixed, state will continue to struggle. Well, Nick, you're wrong. <laughs> Here's what I want, Nick. Here's what I want. I mean, this goes for anyone. I can think you're wrong. Turns out I could be wrong. You know, we all got opinions. But here's what I would say to you. On my show at least, now I can't tell you what you ought to do on somebody else's show or what people ought to say on another show. On my show at least, if you say things like that, be prepared to bring some justification along with it. Here's what I mean by that. The easiest thing in all of sports fandom to do, doesn't take any intelligence whatsoever, is to either get on a radio or get on a text line or on a message board and say, this offensive line at State is group of five level, quote unquote. Anybody can say that. It doesn't even, all you have to do is have a command of a keyboard in the English language to be able to throw that out there. Okay, but it's a pretty strong statement. Okay. And if somebody like me disagrees with you and I can back it up, you need to be able to back up your opinion also. So here's what I would here's one way I would in a nice way challenge you. Nick, you say offensive line is group of five level. Right now, without looking it up, since you you're the one that said it, tell me the group of five teams, not power five, the group of five teams who you would trade state's offensive line and even swap for right now. And why? Now, you made the statement. You said offensive line is G5 level. I could ask you, okay, tell me why. But I'm putting it in another way that might be easier to answer. Tell me the group of five team whose offensive line right now you would rather have than the group that you have at Mississippi State. See, my guess is, Nick, you don't have an answer. You don't have an answer without getting out your Phil Steele magazine, and it'd take you 30 minutes to flip to the section where the group of five teams are and skim through and try to figure out an answer. Now, I know I'm coming at you a little bit, but I'm challenging you, Nick, to be better. On other shows, you don't have to be. <laughs> you can be it, it can be as – it can be the Ed Ogeron – of talk radio. You can be as immature you want in other places. But on mine, I'm just asking you, it's okay to have a really strong opinion, but be prepared to back it up. My experience is, for someone to say something like that, it's either one of two things. Either one, you're repeating something you heard somebody else say, and it turns out they can't back it up either. Or two, you're just off. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. What I'm saying is to throw it out there. Who, you said it, 
You said State's offensive line is G5 level. Which G5 team would you trade State's offensive line and even swap for right now without looking it up? See, if you can't answer that without looking it up, then why are you texting me that? That's my point. It'll fly on other shows. In this show, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. RT texts the show, and he says, I don't envy State with their next two games against two very hungry, talented teams. Memphis is a very experienced defensive team. He says, I would expect them to lose both games, but it doesn't mean they're a bad team, just terrible scheduling by the AD, brutal non-conference schedule. You know, RT, they may lose them very well. Um, They may not. But I don't really argue with the scheduling, right? I mean, you're an SEC team, and you're scheduling NC State and Memphis. That's the kind of games I want, you know. I don't want them to go out here and schedule wins. I want them to go out here and schedule good games. Um, now, I know La Tech was supposed to be an easy win. turned out to be an entertaining game. But, uh, you know, right now, NC State, they're experienced. they got a coach who's been there eight or nine years. They're coming off a win. They're picked to challenge Clemson over there. Clemson just lost. NC State won big. You know NC State's ready to make a statement. They are focused. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't want to avoid those teams. I want to play those teams. Uh, Paul texts the show, and he said, Matt, let's talk about how much of a factor in tonight's game without Kiffin that's going to be. And he said, on second thought, what about Tulane and Oklahoma? Tulane gave them all they wanted. They really did. Didn't they have a lead at one point? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I mean, it was a high-scoring deal. Oklahoma had to squeeze out a win there. Um, so it happens. You know, you you know, getting that first week, you know, all it takes is a few turnovers here and a few penalties there, and now we got ourselves an interesting ball game. Unnamed Texture says, hey, Matt, was La Tech the third toughest opponent in the SEC this week? You know what? I, I don't know who you are uh, there, Unnamed Texture, but you might enjoy a conversation that I heard between Bart Gregory and Charlie Winfield on the Out of Left Field podcast. I was listening to their Sunday morning coffee podcast. And they were talking about the game, and they kind of at times addressed that. They were looking at other teams that were played around you know, the SEC. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so opponents, I know this. Miami and Clemson are better than La Tech. Okay? So that's the first two you know, good opponents. I know UCLA is better than La Tech. So there's three okay, the, uh, teams that were played this week by SEC teams that are better but the rest of them, uh, La Tech, I don't know about Louisville, but I expect Louisville to be better. So that would be four, okay, if indeed they're better than La Tech. But you look, La Tech probably better than Florida Atlantic, uh, better than La Monroe. They're better than Rice. Uh, Central Michigan, I don't know. That's probably a push right there. Missouri beat them by 10. They're better than Akron. They're better than Eastern Illinois. They're better than Kent State. And they are definitely better than East Tennessee, and that's the other one. So, yeah, you know, you know, they're they're not Louisville, they're not Miami, they're not Clemson, obviously, and they're not UCLA. But other than that, that you know, it's probably right after that in terms of where they would rank with Central Michigan in the pecking order of SEC opponents for this past weekend. That's what I would think, anyway. Drug Dog texts the show, and he says. I've never bought into the theme of thank goodness we are not Vandy or LSU helps us out or makes us better. Someone else's misery does not improve us. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, 
I don't think anybody is saying that. They're just saying, hey, sometimes it could be worse. Let's see. Hoghead Cheese texted the show, and he says, Matt, all I want to know is this. Why is Alabama playing Mercer? Who's Mercer? Will Alabama show mercy? (laughs) Actually, will Alabama show Mercer mercy? (laughs) Yeah, They are from Georgia. They got a good baseball program. I know that. Uh, But they... You know, Alabama can win that one by whatever they want to win it by. Everybody kind of knows that. Miko texted the show, and he says, I think you nailed it in the pregame comment with the inconsistent O-line play. Got to get better and fast. I mean, that's it. You, you know, I anybody can go back and listen to the pregame. We talked about those numbers last week. You, you just expected State's offensive line to have some ups and downs. Again, you're talking about a game where Four of the five starters on State's offensive line had never started a game at those positions they played on Saturday. The only one was Charles Cross. And I'll be honest with you, I thought Lashley had a better game at right tackle than Cross did at left. Now, the one holding penalty on Cross they called early in the game was not a hold. Uh, He's blocking the guy, and the guy fell down. And Cross's body was sort of shielding the referee who threw the flag. It's a classic case of a referee throwing a flag at something he thought he saw that he didn't actually see. Um, so it shouldn't have been a holding. But still, Cross got beat some. And I thought Lashley played well. Probably had your best game up front, uh, he in the center, uh, Sharp. But, yeah, there were a bunch of busts, and they didn't pick up twists. And at times it's like they're seeing a twist, and instead of handing it off and communicating like they're supposed to or working together two-on-two, you know, like Cross would go down inside with the, you know, the the inside slant, and th- there's nobody not only to pick up the linebacker twisting to the outside. Even the guard who's thinking I need to get out there gets knocked off by us. We're going down inside, so there was it was disjointed in some of that, and you just expected some of that to happen. I did. Now you watch the fourth quarter. Uh, there was. Let's see, Will Rogers finished the game with 11 straight completions. He was 10 for 10 in the fourth quarter. And you go back and watch all those. There's some screens built in. So what did State do? Well, they they kind of got the ball out of his hand quickly and got some drives going by throwing these successful screens. It helped the offensive line get it out quick. You start getting those guys tired a little bit. But during those 10 throws where he was 10 for 10, there was some twisting going on up front. State started picking it up. It's like they're over here talking about it, and they finally started picking it up and adjusting to it, getting it done in the fourth quarter. And, man, it totally changed the pocket in the fourth quarter a few times in those 10 for 10. Again, not all 10 were dropbacks. Some were screens. But in the ones that were, he's back there with time to sit in the pocket and just read and throw. So they all really did a better job in the fourth quarter. Unnamed Texter says, rewatching our game, and Kendall is good. Yeah, Austin Kendall. He played well, didn't he? Former Oklahoma signee and was a backup to those guys, those Heisman Trophy guys. And so he transferred out, went to West Virginia, was West Virginia's starter two years ago, did not win the starting job last year, but hung around. He came into their bowl game, helped West Virginia win their bowl game. But he was pretty solid, wasn't he? He moved around good, made good decisions. I tell you, his receiver, really, the the poor kid who got hurt on that fourth and ten that 
they converted at the end to give themselves a chance to kick the game-winning field goal. His receiver bailed him out. That was a it was a good read. He got a one-on-one in the out route, but it was a poor throw. He left it behind and inside, and if DeCameron Richardson had been in any kind of position at all on the route, he might have not only broke it up, he might have picked it off. It was behind and low, and the receiver turns the out route, turns his body, catches it behind him, and they converted, and then he got hurt. That was you know, a down point in the game. You hate to see anybody get hurt like that and have to get carted off. But he was he was a lot better than I think we all expected him to be. Steve texted the show. He says, maybe old buddy meant the line played like Group of Five this particular Saturday. Well, yeah, maybe so. They certainly did in stretches for sure. You know, and but I think, you know, the biggest, yeah, you had some times where you didn't pick people up. You did. Okay. Yes. But I felt like even more glaring were some of the penalties and when they happened. And all your penalties are not on the offensive line, but a bunch of them were. And it's just, you know, that's disjointed. So it's more than one issue for sure. But really not an athleticism or strength thing. But they do have to. There's also, you can just tell there's a confidence level. You know, in that offensive line where you're sitting there and you're watching guys run around and move around before the snap, and then all of a sudden he snaps it. And now we go, when you're not really confident in what I'm supposed to be doing, is that going to affect your steps and your movement and how you block? Yes, 100%. So once you start to know what to do, your confidence goes way up and you just play so much better. So it all starts right there. I mean, it's kind of like an this is an extreme example. But I've used this um, before to illustrate it. Y'all will remember this. Do y'all remember in 2007, I believe it was, Coach Croom and Mississippi State went to Auburn and beat Auburn in a game where all the quarterbacks got hurt and they had to put in Wesley Carroll to play as a true freshman? In that game, Derek Pegues had a pick six and State won over there. Well, in that game, they were having trouble offensively. The offensive line was not doing all that great. And, like, Hennig got hurt, and then they put Josh Riddle in there, and then he got hurt and blew his knee out. They had no choice in the middle of this ball game on the road in the SEC but to put a true freshman in at quarterback who'd only been there a few months. Had no choice. And when they put him in there, here's the other thing they were forced to do. And stop doing check with me at the line of scrimmage. Here's what that is. Check with me is I get in a huddle and I call two plays. <laughs> All right, we're running either this or this. Got it? Break. And we get to the line of scrimmage. I read the defense, and while my linemen are in their stances, I call out which play we're running. So the whole time they're in their stance, they're still wondering what the play is. Thinking. they got to think, 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 think. I get to the line, I check to the play, okay, 28, 28, 28. Now, and that's the la- That's how long they knew we were going left or, or right as opposed to left. Well, you put the freshman in there, he can't do all that. Freshman calls one play in the huddle, and from the time we say break until the time we snap the ball, there's no question what we're running. No thinking going on for that offensive line. And what did they start doing in that game? 2007, go back and watch it. When he went in the game, they started blowing those guys off the line of scrimmage and running the football. 
It didn't have anything to do with their upper body strength, their foot speed, their technique, their size, their weight, their ability. It had everything to do with the confidence they had in running the play. They didn't have to think anymore. They're not thinking about two plays. They're going with one play, and it don't matter what they line up. I'm hitting somebody. Boom! And they started knocking them off the ball and running the ball. Won the game. You know what to do on the offensive line. Confidence goes up. It makes all the difference in the world. They got a ways to go. They're not there yet. Period. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. Now's the time to get a great deal on Kubota construction equipment. Featuring durable Kubota engines. More comfort. More productivity. More. After these messages, we'll be right back. Better buy Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats, and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. And remember, folks, Meadow Gold is mm, mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Nobody breaks down quarterback play better than him. And he's right here, right now, online at thezone1059.com. And on your radio, ESPN 105.9, The Zone. All right, it's taken me a little bit here today on this Reaction Monday in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio to get caught up uh, with some of the text messages. And Jason in Flagstaff texted earlier in the show, and I like this one just because his semantics are fun. The first text that came today from Jason said, uh, LOL, speaking of preseason polls, is there anything more consistent 
than Choklahoma nearly losing an early game to someone who has no business on the same field. <laughs> All right, then he followed it up by saying that he did the same thing in turning the game off. He says, I turned y'all off at the pick six and started listening to Pig U's broadcast. I'm at Arkansas. He says, they are horrible homers. They cry about everything. They don't speak good English. <laughs> he says, I didn't turn the state game back on until K.J. Jefferson started rolling uh, right at the end. And then he says, okay, group of five O-line better than states? He goes, no one. He says, but I definitely prefer UAB's offensive philosophy. He said, Bill Clark's more specifically. Yeah, Bill Clark, the head coach at UAB. He says, not a big fan of this air raid being so predictable in the SEC. Run the ball just a tad bit more. That's from Jason in Flagstaff. David texted the show, and he said, uh, La Tech will not lose more than one or two games the rest of the year. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Who they got? Hang on a second here. Pulling it up. All right, so this coming weekend, they're going to host Southeast Louisiana. They should beat them. Week three, they will host in Ruston SMU, who they may lose to. Okay. After that, they'll host North Texas, ought to beat them. How about this? You're talking about what a tangled web we weave. First weekend in October, La Tech goes to North Carolina State. That will be a loss. The next week, they'll go to UTEP, probably beat them, probably beat UTSA. They'll win at Old Dominion. Um, first weekend in November, La Tech is at UAB. Now, they could win it, but that could also definitely be a loss. You know, we'll see about injuries and all that kind of stuff. They should beat uh, Charlotte, but you never know. They are going to host Southern Miss in late November. Now, Southern Miss didn't look good at all. 31-7 to loss to South Alabama. And the last week of the year, La Tech is at Rice. Now, we're writing off Arkansas because we write off Rice. That was a more competitive game than anybody thought it would be. So I don't know. You know, if I look at it for La Tech, I probably see two, maybe three losses if La Tech is, is consistently good week in and week out. You know, uh, they could lose to SMU. They will lose to NC State. That's two. You know, UAB, that's going to be a real toughie right there. There's three. And then the others, we don't know. So you may be right. I mean, we just have to look up at the end of the year and see. After one week, kind of hard to know. Ed texted and said, Alabama's playing Mercer because that's Saban's formula for winning championships. Play a week schedule, go undefeated, stay healthy, so when everyone else is banged up in the playoffs, they win. Well, Ed, I, yeah, maybe that's part of it, but there's a lot more to it also. Warren said, Matt, would you like to see Georgia play UCLA out in California? Well, yeah, UCLA is, is fun, right? Like they're um, they're not beating Georgia. I'll put it that way. UCLA can play them in the Rose Bowl. They can play them in the Georgia Dome. Well, whatever it is now, Mercedes Benz Dome. They can play them in the median on I eighty five. Georgia's winning that ball game. That's the way I feel about it. Unnamed texture says, in certain situations when we need to get points fast. 
wouldn't a no-huddle offense work well for getting the offense more mentally and emotionally engaged, kind of like you were just mentioning with that 2007 season? Yeah, maybe so. i tell you, again, one thing I liked is you're making that comeback. you got to have quick drives. Uh, at the end, Is the best thing about that fourth quarter, along with the defense continually getting stops, was uh, quick throws. They used about three different types of screens in the last ten plays, and it, it was a big help in wearing out their defense, wearing out their pass rush, helping out your offensive line and getting a little rhythm going for the offense. Jason in Flagstaff says, LOL, yeah, I feel bad for Will Hall. Listen to Will Hall after the loss, meeting with the media right outside the stadium down there in Mobile after South Alabama beat them 31-7. to This is Southern Miss coach Will Hall. Which falls on the head coach, right? We were a poorly coached football team tonight. Are there positives that you take away offensively? The positives are that when we executed, we moved the ball and that everything is fixed. You know, if we couldn't run fast, we couldn't jump high, we wasn't strong, then, you know, you'd be sitting there saying, God, I don't know what we can do. But we got good players. But we just got to execute. We got to do what we're supposed to do. And that's fixable. So I guess that's a positive, but not a lot positive. No, that was a humiliating performance. I've been around football for a long time. I think I've been a part of, been blessed to be a part of 11 championship teams. That's about the worst offensive performance I've ever been a part of. That's humiliating. It's on me. Is that harder considering it being your debut? You know, you being an offensive guy. Man, like all losses suck. All of them are hard. I hate it for our fans. I do. Guys, we built a lot of positive energy. We have a great plan to get this program back. We are still going to get this program back. We were not going to be a finished product tonight whether we won or lost this game. And uh, we know that, and uh, we've got work to do, and that starts with recruiting and fixing these issues, and we're going to do that. That is Will Hall. <laughs> he sounds like his daddy. Man, does he ever sound more Bobby like Bobby used to say things just like that. And and here's the thing about it. I mean, the just the energy in the postgame press conference with Will makes me want to go play. <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's practice. He's ready. Let's go. It's on me. <laughs> I mean, sign me up for Will Hall post-game press conferences. And he's right, whether they won or lost or not a finished product. But 31-7, to here's the thing about it. You know, Frank Gore has 81 yards on 19 carries. You ran it for 125 as a team. You think, okay, that's not great, but you had a running game. You know, when you got a guy who's out here going for five, four and a half, five yards a carry, He's putting up 81 by himself, and you're going over 100 as a team. It seems like you ought to be able to mix and max, mix and match a pass game with that, but they couldn't do it. Uh, Trey Lowe goes 13 of 29, 133 yards passing. No touchdowns through two picks. So turnovers. Southern Miss turned it over four times. And let's see, where's the penalties? You look at penalties. Had eight penalties for 74 yards. See, Chris had a point earlier in the game, I mean, earlier in the show. He says about Mississippi State, if you turn the ball over, or maybe it was Chickenhawk, Chickenhawk said, you turn the ball over four times and have 10 penalties, 100 yards and 10 penalties, you're not supposed to win. It's supposed to be impossible to win. He's about right. Well, Southern Miss had four turnovers and 74 yards in penalties. And lost 31 to 7 on a night when they had a guy rush for 81. I know he's not rushing for 181, but still, it's not like you had no running game at all. Plus, you give up 31. Southern Miss scored first in the game. They were up 7 nothing after the first quarter. Here we go. And then it was 
31 unanswered after that. So no wonder you are frustrated if you're Will Hall, for sure. All right, let me get over here to the live stream. Let's see what we have here. Bob commented on the live stream on Facebook. He says, I think if we can cut out most of the pre-snap penalties and half of the turnovers, I think we'll be okay. La Tech's going to turn out to be a pretty good team. Not many teams, SEC or not, can give up 100 yards and penalties and turn the ball over four times to find a way to win. We will get better. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest with you. It was good, bad, ugly. Okay, and there was a lot of ugly in that second and third quarters. There was a time in that game where I'm going, man, this is as bad as I have seen in a long time. (laughs) And I I can't let go of that because I genuinely felt that way at times in the second and third quarter. The disconnect in in just generally being able to go out and run plays without penalties and turnovers. I was like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, man, defense gets stopped. You get a kickoff return from Tulu Griffin, who, by the way, why are they kicking to him? You know, State's going to be very fortunate if they get to play somebody who either can't kick it out of the end zone or makes the mistake of missing one so that he can catch it and return it. People are just going to stop kicking to him. Griffin is that good in the kick-return game. The Chewmeister said, what was everyone's favorite game from the weekend? Some solid defensive performances. There really were. Favorite game from the weekend? That is a good question. I'll tell you what. I think, don't, don't you agree, like, probably that Florida State and Notre Dame game from last night is probably everyone's favorite? That's a tough one. If you just go, okay, what was your favorite game from the entire weekend? Auburn looked good. They're playing a bad football team, but they put up 60 points, and Bo Nix was just about perfect. Uh, but you say, is that your favorite game? No. That's tough. Favorite game from the weekend? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what was my favorite. Um, Sven says, if State wins six games, I'm a happy man. I'm not delusional like the guys in Athens. <laughs> Uh, he's pouring it on for his friends over there in the comments on YouTube. Yeah, Chumeister said, I enjoyed the Florida State game more than I thought I would. Mackenzie Milton coming back, it was awesome. Florida State's momentum was rocking the stadium late. Too bad they iced their own kicker in overtime. Yeah. A couple of kickers didn't have good days over the weekend. You know, that's for sure. Yeah, somebody... Uh, commented on Periscope said the UCF game was a good one. And it was. I hate I missed it. You know, they had a three-hour delay. Gene, I'm sorry, um, Gus Malzahn, I almost said Gene Chizik, Gus Malzahn's first game as a head coach at UCF started three hours late, but they had this dramatic come-from-behind win at home against a good Boise State team. I, I hate I missed it. I just couldn't stay up for it. That's what happens when you get old. All right, here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, going to the uh, phone line when we come back. And I want you to hear what it sounded like on the radio with my good old buddy, old pal, Neil Price. More of your comments coming up. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. 
beechnut peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank, because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, So kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, We carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, And these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange. Let's go! Go! 
With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here right now. Online at 1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9, The Zone. All right, back. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team, Will. Called them the Never Die Dogs. They pulled it out. Gave me a compliment. Said, Roger's Shades of Matt. Come back at Auburn 99. Gave up on the guys, but they battled back. That's it. A lot of folks did. A lot of people left the game. They should have stuck around. They missed the best part of the ball game. actually. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? <laughs> I mean, now... If you left because of the heat, I can understand. It was brutally hot. We did not get that snap of cold air that we thought you might get. You didn't get it really until today. And so it was hot, hot, steamy hot, and they're sitting out in the sun. If you left because of the heat, I get it. But if you left just because you're like, oh, the team's not going to win, what's the point in getting tickets, paying for them, driving up there, going in the stadium, sit for two hours in the heat, and then leave and miss the best part of the ball game? As Pete from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou would say, that don't make no sense. His words. You get the point. All right, let's go over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone, Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer, Divinity Equipment. Jason in Flagstaff on line one. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. Um, I had a couple of things. Um, you know, I, I mentioned listening to Arkansas. Their uh, their broadcast team is horrible. Like <laughs> State and, and Ole Miss, that we have, we really don't appreciate how good our our broadcast teams are. They they are at Arkansas. They they complained about everything. Everything was against them and all this, and they don't speak very well at all. Hmm. It's it's pretty bad <laughs> compared to most of the other SEC teams, but uh. I wanted to mention KJ Jefferson. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are really running him down because of you know that game, and they switched the the, the offense around a little bit late, and they started running more of an an option type deal. Mm-hmm. And and he was a monster the last quarter and a half of that game. He had a I know he had one long, like, 60-yard touchdown run called back because of a penalty, and he had another one that was a really long run called back for the same thing. And listening to it, he sounded like Chris Rail. Like, mm-hmm. once he started going, you know, with the run game, he started hitting a few more passes, and it kind of made me think that if they keep running that offense like they did late in that game, they're going to be – they're going to beat some people. Yeah. Well, all right, I'm looking up the percentage. He was 12 of 21 uh, throwing a football. All right, so he's right at 57%, 5-7. He threw a touchdown and a pick, 128 yards. So the passing stat line in the game against Rice is not impressive. However, mm-hmm. what you're saying, Jason, as a team, they rush for 245. Smith goes for 102 yards. Their running back, that is, goes for 102 yards and a touchdown. But K.J. Jefferson, the QB, the second-leading rusher, nine carries, 89 yards, and two touchdowns rushing. And what I was going to say is, you know, you're exactly right. That is a very Chris Ralph winning stat line. Ralph had a bunch of games where he was like nine carries, 
89 yards, two touchdowns, and completed 12 passes for 128 yards, and one of them went in the end zone. I mean, it's a very – so if it's a zone read type offense, I've seen enough of K.J. Jefferson to know he's dangerous in that role for sure. Yeah, and like I said, he had a couple of really long runs called back. And there was another one where he pitched it late and the running back took off for a long game. And it got called back, too, because of a penalty. Yeah. You know, and the biggest thing is the biggest thing is when they play some SEC defenses, not all of them, but some SEC defenses are going to challenge them a lot better than, than Rice did up front, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There was something you said at the very end of the state game, um, Right before that last, the winning drive, did you say that State hadn't scored a point um, on a drive that started on, on their end of the 50? That's right. Um, I was pointing it out at that time. Okay, and here's why, Jason. The two touchdowns in the first quarter when State went up 14 to nothing, both of those possessions began – on La Tech's side of the field because of turnovers at the Louisiana Tech 40 and then at the La Tech 33. Okay, so so State finished the game, you'll, you'll remember, State finished the game with three straight possessions and three straight touchdowns. Okay? Yeah. Well, the third one, okay, but the first touchdown they scored in the fourth quarter, you remember that one was set up by the long kickoff return to Lou Griffin. It started on the La Tech 21. So when State got the ball back down by two scores, so it was at 34-21 and got the football back, they started on their own 23, and that's when I said, if they're going to go cut this thing to one score, they got to do something they hadn't done all day, and that's put a drive, a scoring drive together from their own end of the field. Luckily, they did it twice in the last two possessions. All right, so – I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this is the last question. Sorry. Right. Even when they didn't didn't score, were they able to control the ball and, and you know move it consistently at all? Or no. Is that just something that didn't? Oh, it, it was just that those last two drives. Right. I'll put it to you this way. Okay. So they had four possessions in the first quarter, Jason. I'm going first and fourth. They had four possessions in the first quarter. Missed field goal, two touchdowns, and a punt. You know, halfway decent for sure. They had three possessions in the fourth quarter, all three touchdowns. Okay. I'm going to, so in the second and third quarters, what you're referencing in the middle portion of the game, those two quarters, second and third quarters, State never ran four consecutive plays without a penalty or a turnover. That's how bad it was in the middle portion of that game. But the thing is, outside of that, first and fourth quarters, they had the ball seven times and scored five touchdowns. 35 points, you win. <laughs> so it was, that's why I, I titled my film study The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, because it was a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's worrying. <laughs> they can't control the ball at all. Well, and you go, okay, what are the chances that, um, for instance, Dylan Johnson, who had one of the turnovers, he's tiptoeing the sideline, gets hit, ball pops out. What are the chances he does that again? Well, they're slim. Okay, it's slim that he does that again. Austin Williams catches a ball in the middle of the field. He's trying to push forward for two more yards. Ball gets knocked out. That ain't going to happen a whole lot. 
you know, Will Rogers probably ain't going to ever make that decision again, going to his right, backpedaling, and fling it up to the sideline, get a get it picked off for a pick six. He'll throw it out of bounds. They'll learn from that stuff. So the turnover thing was really glaring during that stretch. But penalties also. So I just think some of it you expected. Penalties. Missed blocks. <laughs> you know, I expected some of that. I didn't expect yeah. the turnovers and the fumbles for sure. Well, the the big plays given up by the defense. How much of that is because the offense was wasn't able to maintain the ball and they and the defense was on the field most of the game. Yeah, you know, the thing about that is, Jason, at the point in the game when those first two touchdowns came on busts for the defense, yeah. it was it was only a fourteen nothing game, and LaTeX comes out and what they did is went trips to the wide side of the field or the left of the quarterback. They pumped faked to the bubble screen, and the corner, who's got a man-to-man responsibility, jumped all over the pump fake and just let the guy run by him. See? And so it was a bust in the coverage on that one, and that's where you get the ball over the top. So it worked out exactly. It's why you call that play. It worked exactly like you want it to. And then the long touchdown run on the quarterback, that was another defensive bust, Without knowing for sure, it looked to me like what it was is you had two safeties who one of them was wrong because they both did the same thing on the play. They both went to the same thing and went to the same guy, and nobody took the quarterback on the pitch. And so, you know, when it's a 14-0 game, defense had two busts back-to-back that gave up two huge plays and tied the game and switched the momentum. And what I think is – when that happened, the air comes out of the balloon a little bit for Mississippi State. And on the La Tech sideline, they're they're not the most highly recruited guys, sure, but they're all old guys. They got like they had nineteen transfers and a bunch of old guys who've been around forever. Okay. They didn't panic being down fourteen nothing. Okay. The whereas on the other sideline, I think there was some panic and there was some bad body language. And some dropping heads and all this because, frankly, you know, everybody you're depending on on offense at a skill position is either a sophomore or just transferred in, except except Austin Williams. He's the only one. On your offensive line, you got four out of five never started a game at the position they started on Saturday. And you got all these people that they're not experienced. They're, they're panicking a little bit, you know. And I think that they learned at the end of the game, you just can't panic. Stuff happens, man. It goes back and forth. You ain't going to dominate everybody. So you just have to remember that and just go play and take a deep breath and not freak out. Jason, it's good to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, man. Call me anytime. Two hours gone. (laughs) Not wasted, but in the books. If you leave us, I hope you'll have a good night. If not, I hope you'll stick around. Hour three is coming up, and boy, do I have plenty to get to. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, person.
Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent, or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage. Hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit bluedeltajeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, bluedeltajeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And I know that you are going to love them too. Sleepy small town. Everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify communities. Learn more at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. 
This is WRKS Pickens Jackson. Live! Live! In the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the zone1059.com and on your radio on ESPN 105.9. The zone. I'm going to fix a casserole. How about a little casserole? A casserole hour, the first one of football season 2021, at least college football season anyway. And here I am with you in the Bureau for hour number three of the show. Hope you'll stick around here and be a part of this hour with us. Presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Anything residential in and around Starkville. Moving there, going to live in Starkville. Or temporary, you go into town for ball games. you need your own condo. You're a student, lease an apartment. Um... or or somewhere to stay while you're going to school there. Anything residential, that's where you want to go. Overstreet Properties. Check it out right there. There it goes, overstreetproperties.com. Get the contact info, hit them up, tell them I sent you. Here in the Farm Bureau studio, you can call, you can text, you can comment. We've had a little bit of everything, a lot of everything uh, today. Hard to get to everything, but really do appreciate everyone tuning in here on this. I know you're out for your Labor Day. Bill and I felt like it was important to be here since it was the first Monday after uh, game day on Saturday, and then ahead of tonight's Ole Miss and Louisville game will be here, and we'll choose another day to maybe take off for both of us and kind of have our Labor Day at a different time. Uh, So glad to be with you here on this Monday. We felt like it was important to be here with you on Reaction Monday, and thank you all so much for coming on in. All right, you can text me on the Country Please and text line 885-ESPN-601-885. ESPN. Unnamed texture says, Matt, when do you think Tulu Griffin will return punts? I don't know. You know, it's two different jobs. And, you know, the, the most important thing about punts is not the return ability. The most important thing is catch ability. The ability to safely, comfortably catch it, possess it, and be sure-handed. That's the number one priority in punt return, not necessarily the return ability. You know, teams are doing more hang time and eliminate yardage. We're not looking for average. We want hang time. We don't want returns and that kind of thing. So <clears throat> you get more sky kicks, not sky kicks, but you get those, you know, rugby-style kicks that we're trying to pin somebody 10 or in. So anyway, um, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, we'll see. He'll continue to get some opportunities on kickoff. I mean, he will. There'll be times when kickers come up short or land at a yard deep, and he'll come out of there with it. It's just teams that have the ability to bang it out of the back of the end zone. When they play state, they're going to do it. J.M. texted and said, these morons that think Bama wins national championships by playing weak schedules are just plain idiotic. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel there. JM, thanks for your text. Old Jables, good old JB, texted the show. He said, Matt, loved the McKenzie Milton storyline. Wish the Knowles could have pulled that one out. Seems like everybody else loved it, too. And I'm being honest with y'all, full disclosure, I didn't watch Florida State Notre Dame outside of a few series in the first half. I didn't watch it because I had to get my film study video done last night. And I couldn't do both at the same time. So I had to work on the video, and I didn't get to watch that game. Uh, Jable said, looks like Georgia has a cakewalk to the SEC championship game unless Dan and the Gators can take them. You know, I was thinking about that. 
Florida didn't necessarily, you know, look all that impressive. They certainly, you wouldn't say they looked dominant. They just kind of cruised to a, seemed like anyway, cruised to a 35-14 to 14 win. But you have to look, I guess, at the whole thing, right? You go, well, okay, 35, but they scored 14 of those in the fourth quarter. Oh, well, that's different, right? Well, sort of, because Florida Atlantic scored 14 in the fourth quarter also. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it was like this ho-hum 21 to nothing score going into the fourth quarter, and it winds up 35 to 14. They exchanged scores in the fourth quarter. Nobody stopped anybody. So it's 14 nothing after the first. Nobody scored in the second quarter. Florida put up another touchdown in the third. They go up 21 nothing. They controlled the game is what they did. It just wasn't spectacular. It wasn't this just it wasn't like what Auburn did, right? It's played Akron and beat them 60 to 10. Okay, and Auburn's up 37 to nothing at halftime. It wasn't like that at all for Florida. So they didn't look dominant. But those of us if you followed uh Dan Mullen at state, even when he had really good teams, right? That's the most Dan Mullen non-conference game you've ever seen right there. That's just classic Dan Mullen non-conference game, isn't it? Eh, we just kind of handle them. We don't score 45 or 50, but there's never a threat of losing it. It's just kind of, hey, we came, saw a game, back home, beat them. (laughs) That's what it was. Nothing shiny about it. Never was intended to be. And so for me, Jables, JB, I can't look at it and say to myself, oh, well, Florida's not going to challenge Georgia. I don't know that yet. Because it's Mullen. And he will get them ready. And he will have something they can do. And he'll figure out a way to challenge them. Now, whether he'll beat Georgia, I don't know. The problem for when he was a coach at State always was. He, he never went out here and through the haymaker, and beat somebody he wasn't supposed to. He never was able to punch back against the teams that had better players. That was the thing while he's at State. And then early on at Florida, that was the thing. He's losing to Georgia. Last year he lost to Alabama. What do they have? Better players. There's a few examples, right? Like he beat LSU the one year. So maybe things are different. Got him in Atlanta last year. So I just don't know yet. A uh, hundred grand texted the show and he said, Matt, MSU and JSU both had ugly wins, but at the end of the year, it's a W on the schedule. He complimented me. He said, you did a great job on the call. Let's put this win in the books and get better next game. Thanks for being on air today. My pleasure. hundred grand. Appreciate you stopping by. He said, I'll ask to uh, get some boom going tomorrow when Ole Miss takes an L tonight um, and wishes that they had an ugly win. Anybody that did take a loss this weekend absolutely is hoping for an ugly win or, or, or wishing for an ugly win as opposed to a loss. All right, uh, as promised, speaking of the radio call, I thought I'd let you hear it. Here's some highlights of the ball game from Neil Price, who is no longer on Twitter. He just got rid of it. So he is now Twitterless Neil Price, my broadcast partner on the Mississippi State Games Neil Price, Learfield IMG College, his call of State's win and comeback over LaTeX. 
from the gun. Throws. That ball is batted, and it might have been picked off. Well, you know it's only Learfield now. They, they dropped the other part. Mississippi State. Tyra Sweet off the deflection. And the Bulldog defense gets its first takeaway of the year. Rodgers takes a chest high snap. They'll throw it to Marks, and he'll walk into the land of milk and honey. Touchdown, Mississippi State. Woody Marks puts the first six on the board this year. Kendall trying to run the option. The pitch is bobbled by Williams. The ball loose in the backfield, and Aaron Odom pounces on it for Mississippi State. They set up a screen left side. This one's complete to Jameer Calvin. Cuts into the middle, 10-5, and racks up six. Four state touchdown Jameer Calvin his first as a Bulldog high short kick and here is Tulu Griffin who will creep up and take it at the nine angles right to the 15 20 got a seam 30 35 40 Tulu angling left 50 40 down the sideline 30 20 and shoved out of bounds will hand it off Marks dives over the top and into the end zone Touchdown, MSU. Two receivers left, one right. Give us to Marks. Knifing left to the two, to the one, and in. Touchdown, Woody Marks. Rodgers takes a snap, throws to the end zone. Touchdown, Mississippi State. They go to Wally World. Jaden Wally pulls it in on the back line. And the Bulldogs have tied it at 34. Off the left hash from 46 for the win. Snap is back, hold is down, kick is away, it doesn't have the distance. Bulldogs win. Rapid and maroon and white. Mississippi State with a 21-point fourth quarter comes from behind to steal the season opener. 35 to 34. And those calls from Neil Price. So, Bill, they don't tag the they don't say IMG at the end, it's just Learfield now, huh? I guess so. I I, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Something that I ought to know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask Neil. Like, what do we say? I thought it was Leafman IMG. I don't know. Uh, PT for MSU Country Please and text line eight eight five ESPN says I could listen to Neil read the phone book. You guys do a great job. I hope State fans understand how fortunate they are to have Neil calling their ball games. Uh, Anthony from Tupelo says, at the end of the state game was the kick tipped at the line. There has been great discussion and uh, dialogue about that. I'm telling you, when it happened live, I couldn't – I'm just saying to the naked eye when I watched the play, nothing stood out to me that said he blocked it. (laughs) I thought he just missed it. Okay. Well, then we see the replay. And I'm in the booth, right? And I've got this monitor over my head. So, like, Neil, the spotter, Jonathan Eaton, sits to my left. And then to his left is Neil Price. I'm up against a wall. There's a glass, big window right here. And the coaches are in the coaches' booth right on the other side of that. Behind us, the engineer. And I I look, and, you know, the, the monitor's up on the wall. So I turn and look at it, and I catch a replay at that angle of the TV copy. And that one, to me, it looks like the ball didn't hit anything. It just comes off his foot goofy. Knuckleballs it. I didn't think it was blocked, but shoot, man. Maybe it is. Maybe some super slow-mo zoom-in somewhere can figure out that somebody got a finger on it. If it is, I'd love to know who to credit. Hoghead Cheese says, all Florida did was trounce a bunch of surfer dudes from Boca Raton. (laughs) Is that what it is? Uh, And then Jason in Flagstaff says, the difference with Mullen at Florida versus at State is that the gap between... 
his players and the better teams isn't nearly as big. He's got a virtual army of highly rated four-star recruits to play five-star Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. At State, he was playing those type teams with a couple of three, four-stars. Uh, he's a couple or three four-stars at best, only one five-star the whole time that he was at State. And that's true, you know, just in terms of overall talent level, speed, ability, all that kind of stuff in terms of the recruiting rankings. You know, that, that definitely is uh, – True. Now, somebody pointed this out. I think this is a big part of it also. You do have to point to this. But someone on Periscope saying that the offseason strength conditioning mentality helped State to pull it off on Saturday and come from behind. I think you're right about that. You know, everybody around the country, I think you see, you know, teams just in better shape. Guys look better. Development's back to where it should be. Kids getting bigger, stronger. Roshan is a big Neil Price fan, says he's special. <laughs> and then we're talking about what Mullen did. Uh, Will said, we beat LSU like we owned them in 2017 and then got hosed by Georgia and Auburn. Yeah, on the road. To be fair, Georgia and Auburn were really good that year. And they were, and you had to go over there and play them. That is definitely uh, true, definitely part of it. Hey, I wanted you all to hear this. I don't know if we'll get into all of it. But speaking of Neil Price, his interview with – um, with Mike Leach after the game for the post-game radio show, I thought was really good. I thought Mike Leach was nailing it just exactly what the issues were, and then he kind of let you in a little bit into the mentality of how they worked through it. Anyway, I wanted you to hear some of that here. Okay, so here it is right here. This is a portion of the post-game interview for the radio broadcast down in the locker room. It's Neil Price doing Q&A with Mike Leach, and I want you to hear some of that right now. Feeling win today, I know you were talking with the media group about consistency and the lack of it at times, but how did your guys overcome that? Well, I thought we were really consistent today because we were consistently inconsistent. Um, well, early in the game, we were, we were uh, consistent for a couple drives. In the middle of the game, we were consistently inconsistent. And then the fourth quarter, we were positively consistent. So it's one of the most consistent days I've ever had. So explain to me with young guys, when you're going through these peaks and valleys like the game today, what are you talking to them about when they're coming to the sideline? And and ultimately, what happens when they can put together the largest comeback in school history in the fourth quarter to find a way to win this thing? Well, I think that that... If those comebacks uh, were to come uh, the end of the first quarter, all of the second quarter, and all the third quarter, then uh, uh, we would have had fun not having a comeback. I mean, that's what I think. I mean, the biggest thing is, is I think that we went out there early, uh, felt like the touchdowns came easy, the stops came easy. Uh, then I, I thought we started to coast. And then they started scratching and clawing back. And then I thought we panicked. And then as we panicked, we tried to make too much happen. And then uh, when we when that didn't work, then we got discouraged. And then when we got discouraged, I thought a number of guys thought about quitting. And then um, uh, then in the fourth quarter, as we were challenge, uh, challenging one another along the way, we decided... Uh, uh, to play, to play together, uh, 
to let it fly and uh, and you know not hesitate that type of thing. And we did it for a full quarter, and that's about as good as we can play at this point. And hopefully we get better, even better than that. But if we do that for four quarters, uh, I think we'll all be pleased. But uh, you know, right now we've got. Uh, one quarter to draw off of uh, that, that deserves to be drawn off of, and then. Uh, but it's uh, the thing that we need to understand, and we, we, you know, it was positive for us. It ended positive, but we got to learn how bad we can be uh, next, how good we can be, and how quick it can change. Does some of all of that come from the fact that you just got a lot of young guys playing right now and it is kind of a work in progress in terms of getting them to understand the kind of positive consistency you need them to have? That might be a reason and I do think that Law Tech exposed some of our inexperience because they were a very senior team and senior teams you know, played a lot of football, play smarter but um, no, I think as, uh, us as coaches we need to uh, we need to stay on it. I, I think uh, we just got to prepare better. I think that uh, we got to challenge them more. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times we're very positive and we, we want things positive, but also, you know, there's got to be an intensity. There's got to be uh, a sense of responsibility, too. And then, uh, uh, you know, on anybody that thinks about quitting or giving in, I mean, you know, that's. Now that that's a, that's that's a, that needs to be handled very seriously, and so then I think that uh, you know it's, uh, we took a step, and we took a tremendous step. We took a tremendous step, sticking in there, uh, bringing it back. If big comebacks were easy, everybody would do them, uh, but everybody didn't do them. We did, and uh, and uh, you know, and it wasn't you know a bunch of luck in that fourth quarter. I mean, we took it away from them. I mean, uh, we hit them in the mouth, and we executed, and we took it away from them, and uh, we played as good in the fourth quarter as we did bad in the in the third and the end of the second. And so um, from that standpoint, we did earn it, um, uh, but we got to remember we also earned that third quarter too. So we were All right, and that's a little bit of the post game with Mike Leach. You know, he's <laughs> – Yes, fun to have a comeback, but if we'd played better in the second quarter and in the third quarter, we'd have had a lot of fun not having a comeback. (laughs) I thought that was a great way to put it. All right, let's jump over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line in Madison and in Jackson. Y'all call us there at uh, 601-995-1059. You get to talk to Bill, and then you get to talk to us. What could be better? Chris on line one. What's up, Chris? Hey, I just thought of something. Um, that I've been wanting to say for a while. You know, how lucky are we as state fans? We had Jack Christopher, as far as I can remember back when I was younger. And now we have Neil Price, and you have two consummate professionals on the football side, and Neil does a great job on the basketball side. And then Jim Ellis is, you can't put words out there, Jim Ellis is. Mm -hmm. I mean, state fans ought to feel lucky for nothing else, but you've got great professionals doing your radio broadcast, and I just wanted to say that. And you do a really good job, too, Matt, but, I mean, as far as that goes, you know, and you do a, you do a good job when you're there, but Bill is just amazing. He's something and else. And Jim was amazing, too. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm saying, how about, how about Coach Lee not holding any punches? And he'll throw the – he throws the truth out there. He don't 
you know, we got so used to Dan Mullen not really wanting to say anything. Mm-hmm. And now Coach Leach is just like, whatever. <laughs> He's I'll like, whatever. What so, That's right. Sure. He's, he lets it rip. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. Um, I thought he, I thought, well, you know, to your first point, Chris, yeah. I mean, state fans are really fortunate. Um, and, you know, I get to play a small part of the football broadcast. And and Jay Perry does too. All of us included, and primarily because of Neil, I feel like we have the best football broadcast in the Southeastern Conference, and one of the best in the country. And I'm just proud to have a little small part of it. Neil is really good. And what I know is that when fans listen to his broadcast, they get the game. They get the game as it happens, when it happens. And who made it happen? And it's accurate. The emotion matches what's really going on. You're getting a game. And that's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of any of it. And so we're definitely fortunate. Let's see here. Free American texted the show. He says, I was watching the way the lineman reacted when the ball was kicked. When one or two are jumping before the ball gets halfway, that leads me to believe they tip the ball. That is a really good point, Freedom American. That is a really good point. It's because they know if they touched it. Yeah. So the ball's not halfway there. They're not even looking to see if it goes through because they know they got to handle it. You got to go back and look. We got to do some investigating and see if somebody actually did block that thing. Looked like it just came off like a knuckle. But, uh,. Get out our magnifying glass and figure it out. All right, rolling along in hour number three, we'll take a look back at scores, a few thoughts of some of the games. Not time to look ahead yet. I'll still get your reaction here on this Reaction Monday. Stay with me. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. (laughs) 
Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is, is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank, because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi, and that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and show. We have another totally awesome episode for you today. And it's streaming right now online at the zone1059.com and on your radio on ESPN 105.9. The zone. And Well, it seems to be a lot of people think that it the that it did get blocked, that Jaden Crumity blocked it. Uh, Sean was texting me on the Country Pleasing text line and said that a lot of the other shows and different podcasts out there are saying that Jaden Crumity uh, blocked the kick or got a hand on it. RT likes the Mike Leach press conference and said he's so smart and so real and so funny and unique. He is. Hey, there's a quote that just got tweeted out that from the ongoing Mike Leach press conference right now. Uh, it says, we've been very, very positive up to this point. If they're too positive, people can relax. And then he said players need to be held accountable. So some of the positivity may get negative real quick <laughs> if the positivity isn't working. Um, Grumpy, thanks for the compliment. Got your text. Thank you on the radio broadcast. Anthony from Tupelo says, 
that he thought it was a just a knuckleball miss. And some were saying that Crumity tipped it at the line of scrimmage. And he says, I looked at the replay a few times, and it doesn't look like it got tipped. Yeah. Shoot, man. I, I'm telling you, I've looked at the replay of it, too, and I don't know that it... I don't know that it's showing you anything one way or the other. All right, let's jump over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. First up, Houston on line two. What's up, Houston? Hey, hey Matt. Um, well, first of all, I don't mean to take up too much of your time. but No, I, you're uh, fine. The, 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 the game um, was very frustrating for three quarters. Uh, just, just not very... Uh, fun, uh, and uh, I've got a little story I would like to tell you. It's going to take about probably a minute and a half, uh, but um, I don't, uh, I'm making it openly for the first time um, um, ever. But I do not like our canning because of the loud noise that it, you know, when it, uh, I've got a startle reflex uh-huh. that when uh, it, it goes off, you know, I'll wear earplugs because of the and, you know, when we kick our field goals or extra points, we blow it from the, R- the ROTC and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm very appreciative of, of them, but I just don't like that cannon. Uh, I've made a joke about it before where, you know, I love it when it goes off, but it's a love-hate relationship <laughs> because it makes, it, it startles me. So, uh, where my original seats are is in the north end zone, right, uh, really, really close to Cannon. Okay. And I made a joke with one of my friends, um, and I told him, I said, you know, we weren't doing too well. And I said, I guarantee you if I go down to the west side where my friend Rick Nile is, the reason why I tell him, tell you what his name is, is I know he's listening to the program right now. Uh, and... Uh, and I told him that, uh, you know, if we move, if I move over there, we would uh, come back and win. And I moved uh, over there prior to uh, the Jaden Wally uh, kick return or punt return or whatever it was because I wasn't watching it. And I said, you know, let, uh, just to see if it would work. And lo and behold, uh, we scored uh you know, 21 points in the fourth quarter after that. So, <laughs> so, it, it, so I've been sworn to sit down where Rick Nile is for the rest of the season because I'm away from that cannon. <laughs> but in all seriousness, but in all seriousness, it looked like once we got going up tempo, our uh, we all kind of relaxed and the whole team just kind of flowed better when we ran a little bit more up tempo. You know, I think it's a a good observation, Houston. Um, There was, um, yeah, there was an urgency, and and they did start going a little quicker as the fourth quarter went on, and because they were down and they had to score quickly. And and you're right; it seemed to help with the rhythm, not only going a little faster, but it injected the urgency, got everybody's adrenaline up, which that helped. And then, from a play calling standpoint. I was pointing this out earlier, Houston. You know, Will went, he was 10 for 10 passing in the fourth quarter, but several of those were screen passes where you had the look you wanted. He just raises up, throws the completion, lets them block out in front of it. Those were rhythm 
plays. They got him in a rhythm. You made some yards. One of them, Tulu Griffin, was a big screen that made a bunch of yards. Uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. so the quick throws got it out of his hand. It helped the offensive line. It helps to wear the defense down a little bit. You're getting in a rhythm. Like you say, you're going a little faster. All of that stuff seemed yeah. to contribute, as well as, I'll be honest with you, Houston, it's it's a small thing, but La Tech had the lead and was giving a little bit more cushion on the outside because they wanted, right. they didn't want you good, getting over their head, and that it's helped you to call. Beat, yeah. yeah, and that helped you to call some of those screen passes. So it all really played in their favor. And but once Will got hot, and the thing is too, like you can run all the screens you want to throw, but at some point you got to hit it down the field. He made mm-hmm. the he you made the re- that's it. He made the read and the deep throw uh, t- at the beginning of that ten for ten uh, in the red zone to Austin Williams. They score the next play. Right. He made the read and the deep throw on the cross, you know, going across the field to Jameer Calvin, and then he made the read and the vertical throw to Jaden Wally for the touchdown. So. He did. He did a lot of really good things in the fourth quarter. And, and I, I will tell you uh, one last thing before you cut me off. Uh, I believe, you know, from my angle, I think the ball was tipped. Okay. All right. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because the ball it started out, you know, kind of. Well, I don't know. I'm not really uh, visually inclined, but uh, it looked like. Uh, from our angle, the ball, you know, took it, it was going straight up, and then all, all of a sudden it just uh, died like halfway. Like we knew it was no good. Like as soon as the ball yeah. was in the air, right? I mean, like it never. Uh, the, uh, you know, as soon as it came yeah. off his foot, it's like you could immediately see yeah. the thing's not spinning. You know, so uh, regardless, right. I guess it's one of those Houston where regardless. We're just glad it didn't go through whether they tipped it or not. We're just glad it didn't go through because that would have been absolutely sick. But uh, I'm just so grateful, and now I'm moving on to North Carolina State, and I think we will beat them. All right. Uh, And uh, it's going to be very difficult, but uh, we've got to play better. If we play the way we're capable and we play Mississippi, Mississippi State football, I feel like we can be competitive and not only be competitive, but beat them. Um, pretty good, you know. I do know that they have uh, Ricky Person, and he's and they got. I think his name is O'Dorn or something. But their their quarterback uh, had an injury uh, mm-hmm. last, on, year. Uh, last year, mm-hmm. and uh, he's back. And they they got some good players, and I know uh, their coach is really uh, a good coach. He and, is, and, and he's been there. Like is either eight or nine years now. Dave Doran is his name. Houston, he was the coach. He was the coach at NC State when they played against yeah Dak in that 2015 season. He's been there a while, and I watched them the other night. And I'm telling you, uh, they are very good on both lines of scrimmage. And their quarterback is like you say. I mean, he's got some experience under his belt, but he looks athletic to me, and he can really throw it. And he. He set all kinds of records in high school in New Jersey as a passer. You know he's got the ability. So State's really going to, in my opinion, have their hands full this weekend. Uh, well, uh, of course, it, it, it's the best way to be, you know. Yeah. When nobody expects us to win, that's when we win. So I I feel like uh, a lot of people are just, you know, they got to pump the brakes on these uh, negative fans here and, and just, 
realize that it's a game-by-game basis with a young team like this. And, and the fact is is that this is a great win that will lead to great wins when uh, Will is a, uh, a, a junior and, and we get some very, very uh, um, good experiences uh, later on because it took a lot of character for him to come back from throwing an interception to uh, putting it back uh, in his mind and, and just saying, we're not going to lose. We're not going to lose today, and and we don't care how we're going to get there. We're, we're going to beat uh, Lee's and Tech, and I feel like we're going to um, see um, that more often. And that's Houston. something that we never saw under Joe Moorhead. That's right. That's right. Hey, I appreciate uh, your call as always, man. Don't uh, be a stranger. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that call. I think Houston's right. You know, look, it's – you didn't. Nobody wanted to be in that position, but once you're in it, you figure out a way to score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That can be a confidence builder for you. At least you know for young guys, it can help them to understand in future ball games kind of how to have the, the the mental approach you have to have if you get behind. I mean, you go and play from behind. Uh, so the more of those experiences, and I've been there as a player, where you know having a comeback that's pretty dramatic, and you pull it off. Man, it can really set in and and help you to grow mentally as a whole team. Just your approach and your your understanding of the clock and the score and how to play without worrying about that, how to get your eyes off the scoreboard and the time and get your eyes onto the field and what you gotta do and just it can really benefit you. All right, more of your text, more of your comments. What a day this is. Plus We haven't forgotten a fun little trip into the Wayback Machine. Go down memory lane for a spin before we run out of time. It's mine and Bill's favorite part of the show, whether anybody else likes it or not. (laughs) That's coming up. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Y'all stick around. Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat country pleasing sausage. The best 
hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is, is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, and I know that you are going to love them, too. ESPN 105.9 The Zone and at thezone1059.com. All right, back with you. All set to wrap it up here with a few minutes left on this Reaction Monday. It is Labor Day. Hey, Bill, I don't think I have wished you a happy Labor Day, so I'm going to wish you one now. Happy Labor Day, Bill. Happy Labor Day, Matt. I hadn't done you either. (laughs) <laughs> well, and you know, um, when you wish somebody a happy Labor Day, yeah. who's actually at work? Yeah. Well, you're laboring and you're happy. I'm happy to be here myself. Yeah, I am too. I tell you what, happy I'm happy to ha- be anywhere. You know? I'm happy to be laboring, <laughs> but I'm not nailing up shingles or. Oh, that's true. Could be worse. Or shoveling gravel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it could be. It definitely could be worse. So happy Labor Day, everybody. We were happy to be with you here today. We'll take another day, another day. Um, But today was important to be here. Big reaction show. I mean, 
Uh, I I think I'm pretty sure I've watched it. You know, live stream. I think has had more people tune into it today than than in recent memory. And lots of text messages, three full hours of it. I mean, it's thick over there on the country pleasing text line. A whole bunch of phone calls. I told all those other guys that work up here, but they didn't believe me. They didn't believe us. They didn't well, believe the guy has been in radio for almost fifty years. <laughs> you might want to work after football, big football games, and another one coming up. You need to, um, yeah. You need to say to them, Bill, like that football coach used to say to us when I was uh, younger. He'd say, "I just wish y'all'd listen." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I get tired. I'm talking to I'm blue in the face. Until <laughs> I'm blue in the face. I'm talking to I'm blue in the face. You're so smart. You just do it on your own. Do it yourself. All right. Uh, real quick, before we jump into the Wayback Machine, Derek texted the show with a with an interesting observation, and that's it's a good point. Brings up an interesting point. He says, Matt, I'm glad to get a win, but as a longtime MSU fan, we've got to get better than that. My nephew played offensive line in college, and he said that Leach is asking the inside guys to block in space with those wide splits. He said, that's some of the problem. He said, it sounds easy, but it's not. I agree with him. What's your thoughts on that? And he said, keep up the good work. Sorry for the long text. Don't ever apologize for the length of the text, Derek. It's totally fine. If we have time, we'll get to it. In this case, we do. And I'm glad because you're right. It is tougher on those inside guys, especially if you've got linemen who are kind of career inside linemen in running offenses, spread offenses, or pro-style offenses, and there's not wide splits and have never really played tackle out on the edge where you your kick slide protection and it could be one on one pass rush stuff, you know? You know, you're always comboing in a run game, you're always pulling in play action stuff, and you're very seldom in straight drop back, right? If you're asking those guys to do it. But tackles do it a lot. Guys who've come up playing tackle, you know, they they are in that position a lot, kind of out there on the edge by themselves taking on outside pass rush, and they got to put somebody on that arc and skate them right on around a quarterback. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because it is difficult. You do have wider splits. Those inside guys are, de- you, you know, can't be as dependent on somebody beside them. It can be more one-on-one. It is an entirely different thing in dealing with a twist and handing those off. That's why these teams are doing it against them. And this is what I find interesting. If you look at what Mississippi State has done, who is starting for them on their offensive line? Now, I've pointed out the lack of experience at their positions. The way I worded it was four of the five offensive linemen who started Saturday had never started a game at their position. The only one who has left tackle Charles Cross. Here's part of the reason. They're all tackles. Except the center, LaQuinston Sharp. LaQuinston Sharp, the center, is the only guy who has been a career Inside offensive lineman, guard, one side or the other. All four of the rest of them are career tackles. They have taken a former tackle in Dollar Bill Johnson and put him at guard. They have taken a former tackle in Cameron Jones and put him at the other guard. And oh, by the way, you got two tackles. So four out of your five offensive linemen are career offensive tackles for that very reason. Because they've done it before, they've played one-on-one a lot because they're a tackle, and as a guard in this offense, you got to treat it that way. Like you're solo up a lot. 
And that's why I think, especially Saturday, it started happening in the fourth quarter. They started handling that twist a little better, getting it blocked up, handing it off, keeping the pocket clean. It took them to the fourth quarter to figure it out. Now the question is, what other wrinkles are they going to see? How are they going to handle those? And can they continue to do it against these better teams they are going to play down the road? All right. I've had enough of football. <laughs> More to come, though. we got plenty to come, man. We really do. Thanks for all the calls and texts. Well, it wasn't that long ago. Bill, 1975 was not that long ago. No. Well, for me, I was I'd, not, only been, I'd only been on high school four years in 1975. There you go. See, that wasn't that long ago. I wasn't here yet. I wasn't on earth yet. But no. I was nearly here. <laughs> on this day, American Bandstand, September the 6th, 1975. Only takes a minute by who? How do you say his name? Tavares. It's a band called Tavares. Tavares. It's a family. This ought to be. This ought to be the Mississippi State offense's new theme song. It only takes a minute. That is a. It really is. Lots of horns. Yeah. Production heavy. It has a very. uh, We're gonna hit the hook now. Here comes the out. Yeah. Man, that's very true too, and it's very true advice. (laughs) It only takes a minute to fall in love. <laughs> Sometimes takes thirty or forty years. <laughs> they also had a big record with this song right here. Tavares did. This is a great song. You might remember this one. Heaven must be missing an angel. Oh yes, I love this song because it has a cowbell in it. Not only a cowbell, but those bells. Too. Man, that guy's playing that cowbell now. I need more cowbell, <laughs> fellas. It's great, oh. but. I gotta tell you, I could use a little more cowbell. This has got that disco sound to it. Oh, wow. Does it ever. See John Travolta doing his thing. (laughs) Yeah, walking down the street. Yeah. (laughs) Listen to that. So, anyway, that was their other. That's great. Tavares is definitely 70s sound to that one. Oh, man, yeah. Up on the stage on Bandstand on this day in 75. Five years later, now I was around for this one. Five years later, September the 6th on American Bandstand, 1980, you had Billy Preston and is it Sarita or Sarita? Sarita Williams. Sarita Williams and a song called One More Time for Love. Now, what is this all about? Uh huh. This is the the era of the great. Duets. Yeah, right. Yeah, James Ingram and Patty LaBelle. Not Patty LaBelle, but Patty, you know. Oh, Kenny and Dolly. Kenny and Dolly, yeah. (laughs) And there's no hope in our future love. 
Sing it, girl. Come on, Sarita. Yeah, she's bringing it, man. You know, a great singer. All right, Billy. Help you to feel it. All right, Billy, your turn. Answer, answer, Billy. If we close our eyes and just forget the past, that's hard to do, Billy. And oh, yeah. that we can make this new love last, then our hearts will know the beauty of <laughs> true love. Look out, Billy. The fifth Beatle. One more time for love. Let me hear that song again. <laughs> One now, more time for yeah, love. Man. This is a great song now. Oh, yeah. 1980. Back in those days, that's when all, everybody was doing duets. You know? Can't you see um, some kids at the skating rink slow skating to oh, One yeah. More Time for Love in about oh, yeah. 81, 82? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that Those are a couple. Fun. There are some good ones today. Hey, you know there was another one on there. Shoot, I, f- I f- didn't pull up the link. Here it is. Uh, that had a sports nugget, and it was on the television side. Bill, thought you might find this interesting. Okay. So, so how about this? And this was very recent, <clears throat> September sixth, ninety seven. A station called WRAL-TV became the first commercial station in the United States to complete a live HD satellite mm-hmm. feed yep. of an ACC football game. Yep, HD. So the first football game uh, HD live satellite feed happened in 97. Nobody knew what HD stood for back then. Didn't know, and they didn't actually convert everybody to HD until about what? Oh six, something like that. Yeah. So maybe ten years later, you get converter boxes before that, right? But I guess it took from the time they actually did it to see they could do it to get everybody converted to it. It took them about ten years. High definition. High five. No, that's different. That's totally different. All right, Bill. Enjoy your enjoy your evening. Enjoy the Ole Miss game. We'll we'll wrap that one up tomorrow. Yep. Happy Labor Day, everybody. For Bill, I'm Matt. Thanks for coming along. See you tomorrow. See you.